you for tuning in to the 126th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lane. As always, whether you're listening via Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Google Music, or Apple Podcasts, I want to thank you for making me and this show part of your day. Being recorded, as always, live from Murphy Dorm, University Heights, Ohio, at John Carroll University. Gonna have a... Guest Jason Cavari on. This is going to be me and Jason's uh, fresh reactions after the Super Bowl. Uh, and by the way, for the Super Bowl, and by the way, I also say this too, it's going to be a shorter podcast than usual. Uh, going to save a lot of stuff and more content for Friday. It might be actually another Kobe tribute podcast. I'm not completely sure about that, but uh, that's probably where we're heading. And uh, I still want to do that because, like I, I've said in a couple previous shows, the impact Kobe's made on me. But here's what I want to say with this. Right? Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers. We could talk about the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo kind of choked. He did. Kyle Shanahan choked his uh, second Super Bowl, uh, fourth quarter, uh, second half, excuse me, uh, collapse. We saw 28-3 New England Patriots versus Atlanta Falcons. What happened with him as the offensive coordinator? And now we're seeing him as that coach, San Francisco 49ers. The Kansas City Chiefs outscore the 49ers 21-0 in the fourth quarter to win. Could say Andy Reid's a Hall of Famer. There's so many things to focus on, but, but you know, here's what I want to say. Uh, and my biggest takeaway from the Super Bowl, very rarely in life do you meet people that have it all in any profession, right? For example, let me say Donald Trump, right? Highest office uh, presidency. Does he really have it all? I mean, it seems like half the country hates him, half the country uh, loves him. Um, people always complain about him. You know, there's always scandals, there's always this, there's always that. Does he really have it all? No. And you could say he's in the top of his profession. But there are people, you know, that do have it. And Kobe Bryant. Love Kobe. Did Kobe have it all? Nah, he either loved him or hated him. It was always, is he really that good? Is he better than LeBron? Is he better than Tim Duncan? Very rarely, in any field, particularly sports, do you reach a peak, reach a point where literally you check every box. It's like Brad Pitt. He's insanely good looking. He's a star actor in every movie. And he's shacking it up with Angelina Jolie. I'm like, who wouldn't want to be Brad Pitt? What are the negatives of being Brad Pitt? There's negatives There's negatives of being Kobe Bryant. There's negatives of being Donald Trump. There's negatives of being Obama. There's negatives. But what's the negative of being Brad Pitt? There's not any negatives. What's the negative of being LeBron James from about 2012 to 2018? There were no negatives. He was quite frankly just the best basketball player in the universe. Loving father and not a single scandal to speak of. Then we see a guy like Patrick Mahomes. He has it all. He has the girl. Have you seen his girlfriend? She is... She's beautiful. <laughs> She's beautiful. He has a, a sports background. His dad played in the majors. Athletic, can escape the pocket. He's mobile, can rush. Supremely accurate. Best arm we've ever seen. Has weapons all around him. And everybody loves him. And now he's the youngest Super Bowl MVP ever. He's already won a Super Bowl MVP and a regular season MVP. 
and he's been in the league for three years, and next year he'll be entering his fourth. I said this last year about Patrick Holmes. There have been things that athletes have done in their own individual field to play that have, quite frankly, athletically surprised me. I never saw Jordan play, so I won't talk about Michael Jordan. But I, guys I've watched in the NBA, Kobe, LeBron, there were times where it was still difficult for them. I've really never seen anybody in professional sports just dominate the field. There are times when I've seen, and I'll name the times, I've seen an athlete just be the best athlete on the field, court, whatever, and just destroy everybody. And it's like, this person's doing this and you can't stop them. I played with a kid named Jordan Hine in middle school. He was the running back. Quite literally, he would make bad plays and turn bad plays into good plays. The line would get blown up at the line of scrimmage. He'd run back five yards, zigzagged 10 yards each way, and then he'd go up the middle of the field and rush for an 80-yard touchdown. And he'd make everybody look foolish. I saw Johnny Manziel do the same thing. You know, he'd boggle the snap. He'd hold it like, he'd bop, 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 bop. Uh, elude another defender, elude another defender, then throw a touchdown pass. Video game-like ability. Doesn't matter how good you are, how fundamentally sound you are, how well coached you are, you can't stop it. Patrick, I saw Patrick Mahomes throw, throw no-look passes and hit it on the money. That stuff isn't supposed to happen in the NFL. He was playing awful for three quarters in the Super Bowl and then just turned it on and 21-0 run. 21-0 run. It's interesting, right? There's something called competitive greatness. John Wooden talked about that. Competitive greatness. You know what competitive greatness is? When your best is needed, when your back's against the wall, when you're down to series, you're down on the game, when your best is needed, your best comes out. Your best isn't always there. But in those high leverage moments, when you need to be right, you're right. How many athletes can say that they've been able to do that? LeBron? Okay. Maybe best athlete of the last decade. Patrick Mahomes is on that plane. He's on that level. I would say Brady's been on that level. When Brady's best was needed, it was there. Can't always say that about Peyton. Can't always say that about Drew Brees. Another guy, Derek Jeter. You couldn't always say that about Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez wasn't always his best when his team needed him now. We're seeing something special in Patrick Mahomes. The league, the NFL, the sports world, all the GM coaches and players out there, fans, you are on notice. I'm a Brady fan. I told myself I'd never doubt against Brady after that Super Bowl comeback against the Atlanta Falcons. But I can't ignore what I'm seeing from Patrick Mahomes. We are quite frankly watching the best player in football dominate. And it's not even close. He's problems. And he's a problem you're not going to be able to solve anytime soon. Now, cut him next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to have Jason Cavari on the show. Cut him next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Yeah, yeah. I go I want good, good. Play if you want, let's do it. Huh. I 
I'm a young CEO, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk. We have Jason Gavari with us. The Youngstown Beast, as some people call him. How you doing, Jason? Pretty good, my man. Yourself? I'm doing great. Now, uh, the Super Bowl just got done. Now, 31 to 20. Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, first of all, I want to know, what were you doing for the Super Bowl? The Super Bowl? Well, we were actually all yeah. over Ken's house, my buddy, that I met last year. We actually watched the last Super Bowl with him. Glad this one was a lot better than last year's, I got to say. Yes, it was a snooze fest, the Rams and the Patriots. This one was a lot more high scoring, a lot more dynamic. Uh, what are your thoughts on the overall game? The thoughts on the overall game was a lot closer than I thought, first off. I did think the Chiefs were just going to run away with it, that they'd just be able to score so fast that even the 49ers' defense wouldn't really be able to do anything with it. But looking at how the 49ers played for the vast majority of the game, that zone defense actually did a great job for the first three quarters in limiting the big plays that the Chiefs were able to pull off. Obviously in the fourth, I think they got tired. The Chiefs pull away with a lot of big plays and end up with the win. Do you, and here's the interesting thing, too. We've seen Kansas City down double digits against the, the Texans. I can't remember stat. <laughs> what happened? 24-0 ends up being like 50 or whatever. They're down double digits to the Titans. They're down double digits again to the 49ers. What is it about Kansas City that they're able to come back no matter what the situation is, what the team is, what the score is, and just dominate? I think there's a belief in themselves, like they've discussed, obviously, in, in the, uh, the interviews after the game. But also, that speed wears on a defense. If we're talking about a tangible thing that they do, their offense is just so fast and quick-striking. And Mahomes is so accurate and so good about placing the ball in these ridiculous windows, anticipating these throws, and when these receivers are going to come open, better than really anyone that I've ever seen do it. That it's, just, it's tough for a defense to keep up with it over the course of the game. They will literally run you off the field. Now, something that I think is interesting, too, is I, and I, and I said this about Tom Brady during when they beat Atlanta. Like, when you play with great quarterbacks and great players, even, you know, like LeBron, right, in basketball, some, eventually you get the feeling like no matter what the situation is, no matter what the scope of the game is, we can always find a way to win. We can always come back. When you see those double-digit leads just erased like that, it kind of gives you that faith that Patrick Mahomes, like everybody in the locker room knows, we have number 15, we got Patty Mahomes, we can win this. It doesn't matter. Talk about that. Absolutely, yeah, and this is, um, it's interesting because this is the next step in the legend of Patrick Mahomes. You know, we are seeing possibly, you know, knock on wood, the greatest quarterback of all time playing right now with the stuff he's going to do, and this is that next step he's taken in building that legend of himself, building that, that belief. I think the belief is there, obviously, of himself, his team knows, but more in terms of everyone else seeing that this guy is 100% legit, this was the next step. You know, seeing that he steps up in these clutch moments that everyone can rely on him, that no matter what the situation is, he will pull it out. And you mentioned the legend of Patrick Mahomes. Can we now say Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL? I think we can. This is his league? I think we can. Better than Brady? Better than Rodgers? Absolutely. Lamar? Even Lamar? Unanimous MVP? Yeah, better than Lamar. Oh, so you didn't say Mahomes versus Lamar? Unanimous MVP, though? Oh, you starting a team? Tell me you're taking Mahomes. Lamar was pretty spectacular this year. Mahomes or Lamar, Daryl? Come on, you're starting a team. Tell me you don't take Mahomes. Ah. Come on. No, no, no. He rushed for over 1,000 yards. Uh. Is Lamar a top five quarterback? Lamar? Ooh. No. <laughs> We're not calling him top, top ten? Yeah. We're the top five? Top six or top seven? Yeah, not top five. Who would you have over him? Hey, I got you... Mahomes. 
We've still got Rodgers. We've got Breeze. We've got Wilson. There's four. And the fifth. He's better than Brady. He is better than Brady. Yeah. This is true. This is true. Huh. Who do we put fifth? He's better than Deshaun Watson, in my opinion. You would put him over Deshaun Watson? Yes. Huh. I'd put him over Drew Brees. You put him over Drew Brees? Yes. I'd put him over Drew Brees. Really? Yes. Wow. Brees was, uh, numbers-wise, the best he's ever been this year. The most efficient, passing for the most year. Obviously, he was hurt for part of the year. Lamar Jackson with the league in touchdown passes, and he ran for over 1,000 yards. For an offense that was geared for him and set up perfectly for him. That, I, that, mm, he's great, but you can't say that Harbaugh doesn't really help him a lot. He does. Yeah. But you'd say Belty doesn't help Brady out. Well, that's true. You, you don't think Andy Reid helps out Patrick Mahomes? Well, Pat, oh, come on. I mean, you can't say that there's not like natural talent there. Oh, no. I, I'm sure like whatever the coach is, Mahomes is going to look great. I mean, Lamar is basically like Madden when you have all the running back. <laughs> you make your quarterback a 99. This is true. This is true. Okay, I, I digress, though. What I do want to say, though, you would say Patrick Mahomes is better than Aaron Rodgers. Because that's, really, that's, really, so, that, yeah. that's really been the standard. How much better? Do you think he's better than peak Aaron Rodgers? Peak Aaron Rodgers. Because peak Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback ever. I would 100% agree with that. But right now, I don't know right now. Because peak Rodgers, like you said, was just transcendent. But Mahomes is, like, right there. You know, if we're seeing this run of play continue into the next several years, yeah, I mean, this is the type of stuff peak Rodgers would be able to pull off. Now, for a long time, the, the criticism of Andy Reid has been he can't win the big game, not a big game football coach. He's not a guy like Belichick who always wins. He's kind of like that next guy. And a lot of people have been talking about him also being a potential candidate for the Hall of Famer. So, two-part question. You think now we have to consider Andy Reid? Is he one of the best coaches in the NFL? Could we say he's the best coach in the NFL? And is he a Hall of Fame coach? I wouldn't say he's the best coach in the NFL. I would say he's one of them. Obviously, the best is Bill Belichick. You know, we can't really argue that. Um, and he is a Hall of Fame coach, absolutely. He is one of the most winningest coaches of all time. He's a great coach, you know, despite his previous failures in the playoffs and his notorious uh, clock management issues. He has won a lot. He has spearheaded a lot of great teams, and he's now got a Super Bowl in his resume. What are the chances Kansas City repeats? Can they That's repeat? True. It's possible. If they run it back. Because if you know. Well, we're looking at... And Lord knows what they'll do in the draft and free agency, but Patrick Mahomes, you're saying Patrick Mahomes can only get better. He's not going to get worse. He can only get better, and he's already the best right now. Bring back Tyreek Hill, McCall Hardman, uh, their other receiver, Kyle. He's like their fourth wide receiver. You have Travis Kelsey, you have Sammy Watkins. How do you stop that? Like, they could take it up another echelon, another level. Is that not possible? Absolutely. I mean, the only thing, obviously, barring injury. They'll if they run everything back. I don't think there's any big contracts coming up this offseason here, so they're set. Like everyone else, I mean, maybe Sammy Watkins, maybe Sammy Watkins. Well, they could trade him. The one more year, they could trade him. Right, and I'm sure they find someone to replace him, draft someone that would fit really well. That's the other thing with them too. Their scouting has been excellent. To pull up gems like Nicole Hardman or Demarcus Robinson, like that's been really wonderful. Even Byron Pringle, you know, some of these no namers that end up being like actual really good receivers on that team. I've been really impressed with their ability to find talent deeper in the draft or with undrafted free agents to pick out the right ones. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's always important to remember Mitch Trubisky was drafted ahead of Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't even know what to say. I, what do you think Bears fans feel like 
you know, watching this Super Bowl and sitting there thinking, wow. Hey, the Browns could have drafted him. Risky. This is true. This I is mean, true. him or a helmet throwing Miles Garrett. That's who they drafted. Okay, I'm not mad about Miles Garrett, though. I really am not mad about Miles Garrett. But Mahomes or Garrett? Well, you got to think at that time, though, the interesting thing when he was drafted, I, I don't really remember all that much talk about him. Mahomes? Yeah. Oh, he was a late riser. He was a late riser. Right, yeah. But like, it wasn't like he was universally touted through the whole process of that year, which is crazy looking at him now, how good he is. I think at the time there were, if I'm remembering this correctly, there were even like questions about him almost. Like, Do you think that, so would you give more credit to Andy Reid for developing him, or do you think he was always as good and we just didn't know? I think looking back at it, I think the talent's there. Like, <laughs> boundless. But he was talent. never the best quarterback in college, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Baker, you can make our Baker was better in college, even though he beat out Baker for the job at Texas Tech, and Baker ended up moving to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Like, you can make our guys like Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, guys that we talked about more than... He never won a Heisman, right? Uh, do you think that it was an issue of just putting all the talent together, like there was a lot of development that went into it? Because he was a backup that first year in Kansas City with Alex Smith. Yeah. Well, I think that was the idea there, though, for him to sit a year and develop. You know, they didn't draft him to play right away. That Alex Smith, who was a great quarterback at the time, in his own right. Not elite, but great. Um, And I think the thing with him might have been that he just needed the right coach to bring it all together. You know, because obviously, like, you can't teach talent like that. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury. (laughs) Yeah. Or, like, an ability to just... It's like a Rodgers-like ability to read things before they happen and to play with such insane anticipation and squeeze the ball in these crazy windows with accuracy that I haven't seen, you know, outside of Rodgers and Breeze, really. So it was there. I think maybe it just did take the right coach and system to tie it all together and bring it out. Now I want to go to, um, I want to go to the 49ers. Mm. Kyle Shanahan, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, Really big clock management issues. Super Bowl, Atlanta Falcons, Patriots, Patriots, Patriots up twenty-eight to three. Uh, me, Falcons up twenty-eight to three. Tom Brady they had the biggest, greatest comeback ever. Uh, lose. He was heavily criticized. They only ran the ball like five times in the second half. Uh, they, the Kansas City Chiefs, outscored uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Guess how much they outscored them by in the fourth quarter, Jason? Twenty-one zero. Yes, twenty-one zero. Yeah, that is unacceptable. That is awful. That is abominable. That is every big word that Stephen A. Smith could use. <laughs> no shot to Stephen and A. And will tomorrow. Yes. How do you... Cause should we, and, and there's been a lot of talk about Kyle Shannon being considered, you know, the next great head coach, an offensive guru. Do we need to pump the brakes on Kyle Shanahan? I think so, because, you know, one loss is a loss, like we saw with the Patriots. Maybe that was just a freak thing that happened there. Like, you can't get it together for whatever reason. And it's also your first time there. Maybe the nerves play into it a bit. You're not fully prepared for the moment. It happens. You know, it happened to McVay. He got absolutely destroyed last year. Uh, that being said, seeing the same thing happen again, where it almost looked like he got outcoached, you know, it starts to raise questions about what's really going on there. Because we see in the regular season and the playoffs moving up, he's a great coach. He's done really well. But what happens in these pressure situations like that when he just he crumbles, it seems? So would you say, like, and you know, this is the first time he had coached the Super Bowl, but you would think that experience of the Atlanta Super Bowl would help him from, from now. Mm. But it didn't. And that's a big, it is hard to get outscored 21-0 to in an NFL game. And I will say this, San Francisco was probably, they were the better team for the majority of the game. Mm. They were the better football team. 
But uh, the two most important things, head of coach and quarterback, Kansas City had the better. The best one. So now I want to go to this. Uh, I want to go to Jimmy Garoppolo. And we've talked about this a lot on air and off air multiple times. How Belichick kind of, the Belichick craft, Brady dynamic with Garoppolo, getting rid of Garoppolo, trading him for nothing. You know, how Belichick got pissed off. And we see Garoppolo not play well at all. I think this kind of validates Brady being like, I'm better than this guy, you need to keep me. It makes Belichick look wrong. I don't think so, because taking him away from the Patriots, I think he would have been a lot, or would have looked a lot better on the Patriots, obviously. And the bits that we did see him play when Brady was suspended, he was incredible when he played with the Patriots. So I think maybe that speaks more to Belichick's system and how the quarterbacks look in the system, because maybe this also raises the question, how would Brady look on another team? You keep alluding to this. Is Brady a Hall of Famer if he never plays with New England? I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't know. There's the talent there, obviously. I'm not saying the man's not talented. Not saying he's one of the best to ever do it. But I really, really have to wonder if he ends up on some mediocre or crappy team. You know. Well, here's what I tell you. How about this? Is Drew Brees a Hall of Famer without? Without ending up on the Without Saints? Peyton? Oh, without Peyton? I thought he was good with the Chargers. No, he was good, but uh, yeah. he didn't really become all of them until he went with the Peyton. Right. That, I think over time he would develop. I mean, you leave him on the Chargers, like he pretty much would have done what Philip Rivers was doing. I mean, but six years. And you always have given more credit to Belichick. Okay, if we're giving a percentage of the credit, how much percentage do you give to Brady? To Brady? Yeah. Between if we're just yes. like splitting it between Brady and Belichick, ooh, I would probably have to say seventy thirty. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. How many? Super Bowl- okay. Well, how about this? Because he was in Cleveland at first, and it was not pretty in Cleveland when he got fired, and that was not pretty. Do you, okay, and even with the Bledsoe thing, I believe they weren't good those first couple of games either. Mm. And then Brady, co- like, yeah. do you think that Belichick has the success without Brady? I think ultimately he does find a quarterback. But does he get six good. rings, and do they call him the greatest one we've ever no, seen? I don't know if he gets six rings because Brady has been great in clutch moments. But I think they still win a lot. I mean, like, like, somebody made the argument to me? Uh-huh. He said if they if they live separate careers, he said as a coach, Belichick's a great enough coach, a great enough manipulator of the cap that he could get two Super Bowl rings. And you can make an argument: Brady, Brady's just great all the time. He said Brady could probably get three rings as a quarterback. Is that is that fair? I don't think so, though. <laughs> I think if you take Brady out of that. He's good. Maybe he wins one with like another coach, but he's not so incredibly talented that on his own he's going to raise the team to the level of being able to win three or four without Belichick. Damn, Jason, I still can't get over this Brady hate. So is Brady leaving? Is Brady leaving the Patriots? I think he'll come back. I do think he'll come back. It seems like. I mean, where else are they going to go? You know, what do they have behind him? Unless they draft someone. Well, Brady might want to leave. Because mm. apparently he him. wants $30 million a year. What are they going to do? Are they going to pay him? Belichick's not into paying players that aren't worth their value a lot of money. That's true, but we all know uh, what's going on with uh, Brady but, and Kraft. But here's so. the thing with Belichick. Belichick is the type of guy that he was pissed off about that decision. He could be like, you promised that I would be the end-all, be-all with football operations. You got involved once. If you get involved, then... You've now disrespected my authority as the coach, and I can no longer work here. Could that happen? Absolutely. Could you yeah. say that if Robert Kraft intervenes again? Because then he'd be like, I am no longer actually in control. You are in control now. And that is your right. You are the owner. But it is my right as an employee 
to give you my uh, three weeks, mm-hmm. give you my three weeks, and I'll go on my way. I mean, first off, I would love to see that. I hope it happens. You know, end this Patriots dynasty once and for all, please. Um, secondly, yeah, it absolutely could happen. I do think Belichick was furious over what happened with Garoppolo. I think he had the succession plan in place. I think Garoppolo would have looked incredible, like just as good as Brady, as soon as Brady was gone. And again, raises questions, how much of this is really Belichick in the system? Um, he was the perfect quarterback for that system. But that being said, he's not there. There's no plan in place for who comes after. So if Kraft steps in again, and this isn't what Belichick wants, like you said, there's going to be issues of power there. Now, let's go back to the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. How many Super Bowls does Patrick Mahomes win in his career? In his whole career. Oh, I want to say right now I'm going to give him three. Three? I'm going to give him three. If he wins three Super Bowls, does that make him the GOAT? For pure talent, I would say yeah. How many does he need? How many Super Bowls does he need to be ahead of Brady? To be ahead of Brady? I mean, he gets seven. <laughs> well, no, I mean, to be ahead of Brady, like, all time and how we regard them. All time and how we regard them. I feel like if he makes it to, like, four or five, even, people are going to look at him as in that same level, you know, because it, it's clear, like, with what he does, that obviously he's more gifted than Brady. I don't think anybody's arguing this. And if he's able to put it together and have close to, not even that same exact amount of success, but close to that amount of success, I think people will equate him um, to that same level. Okay. Now, I usually don't do this. Actually, I will do this. Jimmy Garoppolo, his stats, fourth quarter. 3 of 11, 36 yards, one interception in the fourth quarter. Now, you said, now, let's go back. You said that Jimmy Garoppolo could have done the same thing in New England, but we know what makes Brady great. He doesn't do that in the fourth quarter. He gets better. Garoppolo got worse. How do you know he wouldn't have, like, if New England was in this situation, Garoppolo was playing. A duck's a duck. I mean. Can you teach a, can you teach a fisher? <laughs> Some people just don't have it. Is yeah. that not possible? This is true. Maybe he doesn't have it. You, can't, you can't coach that. That is something I don't know if you can coach. That's true, but maybe it's the, uh, the play calling That's here true. in San Francisco. Maybe it's the line. The line was breaking down. The receivers weren't open. Uh, this is an issue. Again, we don't know unless we had seen him in those situations in New England, in those clutch situations. And... I personally feel like it would be different in New England. Now, what I do want to say is this. Uh, I usually don't do this, but I am going to ask you this. How hot is Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend on a 1 to 10? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm giving her a 9.5. I would say so. Definitely up there. Definitely up there. <laughs> okay, Jason. Jason, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, oh, and if everybody wants to wonder, just, just look at Patrick girlfriend on Google, and you'll understand <laughs> what we're talking about. She's beautiful. No, no, nothing nothing wrong to say. Patrick Rums is great decision-making, obviously. And she was a soccer player, so they're going to have super babies. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Next face of the NFL 30 years from now. <laughs> Jason, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Of course, my man. And that's it for the 126th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk. Once again, I want to thank Jason Kavari for coming on. And that's it for the 126th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk. And I'll see you all on Friday.